Happy summer, boys and girls, and welcome back. Surprise! It's the Carla and Crappy Show. Carla, how you doing? Um, we're doing okay. Here it is, another year, and we're doing a show in July. Like, it's, this is becoming a thing. <laughs> well, it's, I mean, last year, I mean, uh, last year we did, at this point, and it was a year ago this week, that we recorded the single most depressing episode of the show ever. I mean, the existential dread, questioning whether college football should exist, and and it's I'm, I, I was happy all day knowing that I was going to come home and talk about just normal football stuff. Um, <laughs> and, and so I, and I'm, 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 you've got to, you've got to feel the same way, right? Uh, yeah. I mean, I, I kind of, I, I was probably should have been doing some other stuff today, but I was having too much fun <sighs> diving into all the topics we were going to be talking about. And I was like, this is much more interesting. It is, um, it is. But yeah, it's, you know, it's, it's almost like, I mean, there's a lot of stuff going on still with with the pandemic and, you know, you don't want to disregard all that that's going mm -hmm. on. But at the same mm -hmm. time, it's like we're diving into back to the crazy world of conferences in college football <laughs> and it almost <laughs> feels normal. It does. And that's I, and I was that that's what what prompted, um, you know, I just I texted Carla a few days ago. and was like, uh, maybe we should do this. Um, that was that was the day that, that uh, Texas and Oklahoma um said they weren't going to be part of the next uh, Big 12 television contract. And that was sort of official enough for, for both of us. Um, mm -hmm. But, you know, it, so this is a becoming the, 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 the annual summer show. Um, but we kind of do things as we normally do. I'm wearing a football jersey, if you're, if you're not watching. Um, I have a, uh, a glass uh, of a, a delicious shandy from uh, Hitchhiker Brewing here in Pittsburgh. Carla, what are you drinking? Uh, I'm so jealous. Oh, because I have a Wait, glass of water. That's it's just gin, right? You're just you're just making stuff up. Straight up vodka, yeah. Straight no. <laughs> vodka. Carla, um, if again, if if you're watching, you might notice something different. Carla is in a different room in her house. Yes. Um, and and I, it, there's uh, and Carla is not drinking. Um, she was not lying about the water. I, that's what I'm guessing anyway, because we're you know we're we're like a, a two time zones apart or something. <laughs> but. Um, while my off season has been relatively quiet, yours has not. No, it hasn't. Um, for the third year in a row, like right, like we, yeah, right, right. <laughs> we started in nineteen when that was when we moved into the house, and then last year was COVID. And we mm -hmm. the season of we have no idea, mm -hmm. um, and now it's the season of um, we're having a baby, baby fox. <laughs> Yeah, baby and of fox. course, in, in in true sports writer fashion, um, the baby is due at the most inconvenient time ever at the end of September. Um, okay, okay. So, so yeah, that's a that's a new hurdle in a, in a big season for us. So. I, I I I um I I knew about this previously, um, and then I know you guys were just uh just like uh, this week in the position to to be able to 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 say this publicly, which is very yes. very cool. Um, and I'm super happy for you guys uh, and for Baby Fox, whoever he or she may be. Um, Carla gave up her office, her, her sweet office yes. uh, for this kid whenever the kid gets here. Um, <laughs> and Carla also has given up alcohol for uh, for as long as she's going to be with us this season. Um, I, I, we're, I, I'm not we're not going to talk. We're, we're we're anticipating that Carla is going to need uh, a good bit of the season off. Um, yep. And we're going to let you guys uh, sit in suspense for what's going to happen with the show. 
Um, but it will, will continue. I, I will say the show will, the show will continue yes. for sure um, because it's our 10th year and and how could we not continue that? Um, but uh, I, I think we're, we're gonna, we'll, we'll have some surprises. We'll have some fun um, even after Carla uh, is, take, is taking care of Baby Fox. Um, yep. And we're hoping that Baby Fox will make an appearance on the show towards the end of the season. You know, if all goes well, I mean, Bola Palooza looks great. If, cool. if all goes well, maybe maybe conference championship week. We'll see how things are going. But I, I um, can't keep my damn cats off the show. So I mean, Charlie's <laughs> Charlie's like right here in the window. <laughs> um, so I, I would think uh, Baby Fox uh, absolutely deserves a, a an appearance or two or three or whatever you feel like you can muster. Oh, well, baby Fox might might make some some non-visual appearances tonight because as we mentioned before we hit the record button, the baby baby's been pretty active today and it's been kicking me pretty good. So if so if I wince, it's not because of something if, crappy if Carla, said, if, I promise. It, well, it could, you, you haven't heard what I'm going to say yet, so you may. <laughs> um but you know, so if you hear Carla like go out or if you're watching and she just sort of jumps while she's talking, that's that's probably what's going on. Yep, I'm getting kicked. Okay. Um I am <laughs> I am not getting kicked, which I'm 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 pleased about, and I'm ready to talk about college football offseason weirdness, which is which is how it should be. Um, and the, as I mentioned, the thing that, that prompted us the decision to go ahead and do the show this week is uh, Texas and Oklahoma. Um, they have now formally submitted uh, requests for an invitation to the SEC. And the SEC, we're taping this on Wednesday of this week, and I think uh, the SEC um, meets tomorrow, correct? Yes. And I frankly would be stunned if, if uh, you know, Texas and Oklahoma don't have an invitation at the conclusion of that meeting. Um, so we, we, with that in, in the background, I and mean, we went, we've been through uh, realignment flurries before, um, but I, I'm... It's not for sure that that will this will set off another one, but you got to think it, it's it's gonna um, starting with poaching what is left of the Big Twelve. But first off, I mean, Carl, what what did you, what was your reaction when you when you heard about this? I was like, I mean, this is a this is a huge move, right? It is. Um, I, I I won't lie. So for for anybody that's new, um, so I if you're I, new here, if you're new here, um, I actually I used I used to work at Yahoo Sports, and Yahoo Sports has been kind of on the forefront of a lot of this stuff. Um, I was working with rivals.com, um, but I was a, a Yahoo employee. And actually for the last, oh, about 10 months of, of my stint at Yahoo, I was actually managing all of the big 12 websites. Um, so I was overseeing that group. And, and I'm not going to lie, having, having known quite a bit about the big 12 and learned a lot about the big 12, obviously, you know, from, from managing those sites. Um, this kind of floored me when it came through. I, yeah. I never thought that I would see the day that that Texas would let go of Longhorn Network, mm -hmm. and that's going to be a stipulation of of going to the to the SEC. Now I realize that there's some additional revenue opportunities there, and and we'll, we'll probably talk a lot about that. But that mm -hmm. just that shift in mindset from Texas being willing to give that up to go join this other conference was mm -hmm. huge. Um, it didn't totally shock me about Oklahoma. Mm -hmm. um, it didn't totally shock me that these two wanted to go together. Yeah. Um, knowing the way that, that they kind of interact and that that rivalry is, is super important to both of those schools. Mm -hmm. um, so that didn't shock me. But but yeah, my first when I heard that, I, you know, it, that was the holy cow moment right. of um, this could set off something. And I'm torn. It, it could set off something pretty substantial mm -hmm. or it might not. 
I, I, I still can't get a gauge as to, as to what's really happening here. And it yeah. seems to be changing by the minute, but it's going to, you know, my, my first, my first reaction was, wow. <laughs> um, and then how quickly it all came down. And then of course, you know, the cynical side of me kind of laughed a bit with, of course, Texas and Oklahoma crashed SEC media days because why not? Mm -hmm. um, because, you know, that's, that's essentially what happened was this news broke during while everybody was in Hoover. Um, who, uh, who was it? It was um, Mitchell Forty. Um, so Pat Forty's son actually works okay. for the rivals um, Missouri site. Mm -hmm. And um, he had a tweet uh, the day that the news broke in Hoover about Texas and Oklahoma. Um, he had a tweet saying, I'm supposed to be on my way to, to, I'm supposed to be, I'm on a plane that's supposed to land in Birmingham. I just landed in Nashville. And that's not the weirdest thing that's happened to me today. <laughs> um, so, so, I mean, it, it caught, a, it caught just about everybody off guard, yeah. Yeah. um, which is shocking. Yeah. It, uh, so the, the last realignment flurry, um, which was huge. I mean, it, it, it resulted in the, the death of the big East as a football conference. Yeah. Um, uh, a lot of teams uh, got moved around, but there really wasn't, I, I, I suppose you could argue Nebraska, um, but, but there were not really programs of this stature, uh, mm -hmm. that, that were making changes. Um, and, and, and I kind of think, for that reason, um, and, and what the SEC is going to gain from this, um, it you know clearly money, uh, TV I, I think is is still a big deal, um, and, and you know and that will manifest itself in in streaming rights and in all kinds of other things. But yeah. I, I, that, that's still that's still an important facet to this. Um, recruiting, I mean, this is this is a big enough deal that I don't think the other conferences um can, can just sit and watch um e even e even if it's limited if the reaction is limited to um you know kind of divvying up what's left of the big 12 and, and i'll say that right now i don't i don't think the big 12 survives this i i i, I think you know they've got it maybe there's a glimmer of hope and that they 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 have uh texas and oklahoma's tv rights through 2025 but um I, they're done, I, I think, as a as a conference, and so the, at least there will be some changes there. That's that's what I'm guessing. Um, but the dominoes could be uh, could could fall much much further than that. Um, yeah. Given given that that uh, Carly and Crappy Show have always had kind of a Big Ten centric focus, um, I, I want to get into I want to get into what this might mean for our favorite conference. Um, and to start with, I think that the first thing, and you have to consider this because so far this is in, in any any discussion of conference realignment, and I think I saw something on ESPN that said this will still be a factor in what any decisions the Big Ten makes. Um, membership uh, in the American Association of, or American, I can't remember what AAU stands for. Um, basically, it's accreditation uh, with the AAU uh, as a major research university, or perhaps, and, and uh, we're talking about one school in particular here, just rigorous academic standards. Um, that's, that apparently is still going to be a criteria for the Big Ten if, if we get into uh, another expansion thing. Um, so my question for you is, is that smart? 
Um, should the Big Ten try to maintain that that uh, those standards, or should we be going for the biggest football bang we can find? It's it's an interesting question. Um, because going back to your idea of you don't think of not thinking the the Big Twelve is going to survive, I haven't decided yet whether one conference will not survive. I don't know yet if it's the Big Twelve. Okay. Um, okay. Because I'm I'm thinking, and and again, this is kind of ties into some of the Big Twelve chaos, and I guess this is as good as time as any to bring up the the chaos that's happened today with the Big Twelve filing a cease and desist letter to ESPN. Know, oh my god. And and you know, essentially, um, Bowlesby is you know saying that he has irrefutable, and that was it. That was a quote, yeah. direct quote from him. Yeah. Irrefutable evidence. That ESPN is trying to help convince the remainder of the Big 12 to essentially dissolve mm -hmm. so that then Texas and Oklahoma don't have to pay their exit fees. Um, it'll be interesting to see how that all plays out. But yeah. if I'm a member of the Big 12 right now, it really kind of depends on whether or not you support what Balsby is doing, mm -hmm. right? Like, mm -hmm. And whether that means the Big Twelve will survive, because I mean, when we were talking about this ahead of time, when that, mm -hmm. that when that cease and desist was a, was first announced, um, and it was Pete Tamel again who mm -hmm. had that first, yeah. yep. um, it kind of felt like Big Twelve was taking its ball and going home, right? Mm -hmm. Like that, that was the attitude that kind of came across. But now this is kind of picking up a little bit of steam here, and so I can't decide whether the Big Twelve will eventually dissolve because you know we're down to eight teams. Mm -hmm. um, or whether the Big 12 will get aggressive here mm -hmm. and try to poach a whole bunch of teams out of other conferences. You know, I, I wrote some stuff down here. I think if the Big 12 survives, I'm not sure the American survives. Okay. Because that's the most likely place to poach. If mm -hmm. you look at Houston, Tulsa, and SMU, mm -hmm. those would be pretty okay candidates to join sure. the big 12 especially regionally geographically i think that's an that's an option and then then you have an american conference that's kind of it was kind of all over the place anyway right mm -hmm. just like the cusa mm -hmm. and so you know that what happens to the american conference then that might spin off the dominoes um if the big 12 dissolves i i, I think that's when you start getting the, the the big 10 into the picture and there's some interest i don't know whether you stick with the the accreditation thing um, I know everybody's been talking about Iowa State and, and Kansas. Like mm -hmm. those are the two hot schools that people are talking about with the Big Ten. Both, um, both um, AAU accredited, by the way. Right. Um, Iowa State makes a lot of sense mm -hmm. um, for all the reasons everybody else has already brought up. The fact that you know there's already a natural rivalry there with with Iowa yep. um, fits the accreditation, fits geographically. Mm -hmm. What I would hate to see is the Big Ten expanding outside of its region too much. Okay. Um, because there's been some conversation about whether the Big Ten would try to poach from the Pac-12. Yes. Um, I hate that idea. <laughs> okay. And, and that's and that's the purest in me because, uh, mm -hmm. I mean, part of the 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 great things about Big Ten football right now is the fact that for the most part they're kind of other than a couple you know other than you know your outlier of Rutgers and. And Nebraska, you're kind of in that There's general. Still contiguous states, though. It's not. I mean, yeah, you're, you're not taking a bus from a bus ride from Rutgers to Nebraska to you know to, to go to the, the go to the road game. But but there, it, it's still one area. One area, and you can argue that even with this SEC expansion, it's still kind of one area. Yeah. Oh right? yeah. Right, because is. you're into it Texas is. and you're in, in Oklahoma, and that mm -hmm. makes sense. I mean, the conferences that that don't feel like they've like congealed. 
are the CUSA and, and, and the AAC yeah. because they're just scattered all over the place and there's nothing to tie them together. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would hate for the Big Ten to do something like that. But I think there's a couple of other schools that I didn't look up their accreditation status. But I would argue it would be worth looking at if you're willing to throw away the, the accreditation status for the time being, for the purposes of this conversation. Mm-hmm. I think the Big Ten should take a serious look at West Virginia. Mm-hmm. Um, geographically, they're a good fit. Yeah. Um, they they still have, they might not, I don't know if they're accredited in that way, but they still have they're not. it. Okay. They're not. Um, but they still have some some rigorous programs there mm-hmm. from an academic standpoint. To me, that makes a ton of sense. Yeah. I like Iowa State. Kansas doesn't get you anything on in football, but gets you a heck of a lot in basketball. I think so that Kansas would be... Kansas would make the Big Ten. I, I think the unquestioned best basketball. basketball conference in the country. Yeah. Um, and that's that's not a little thing. That's 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 a big deal. Yeah. Another possible candidate there, Kansas State. Okay. From a situational perspective, um, mm-hmm. from a geog- well, not necessarily, but just the atmosphere at K State. Mm-hmm. Um, Little Manhattan is a great fit in the Big Ten, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. From just kind of having that college town feel. You know, it's going to remind you a lot of of things that are going on in 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 Lincoln and some of the other you know yeah. Ann Arbor and you know it has that real college town feel, really passionate fan base. Mm-hmm. Um, they would be intriguing. Again, I, mm-hmm. I I don't think they have the proper accreditation either, but they do not. Um, but that's interesting. So I think the Big Ten would have some options. I if I'm the Big Ten, I'm not I'm not ready to like make a move right now. Mm-hmm. I, I would sit back and kind of wait and see what happens with. Okay all this hubbub in the big 12 regarding um, interference, essentially, like let's let that settle and see what happens. Um, And if the big 12 decides to start pulling in some teams, then maybe the, maybe the big 10 can sit back for a season and let this kind of shake out a bit um, and not have to make a move right away. But it'll be interesting to see how these dominoes fall in the next two weeks. Okay. The, uh, the AAU thing is interesting and it's certainly a hurdle. Um, because it, it limits, uh, you know, who reasonable, you, who the uh, commissioner and the athletic directors would consider to be reasonable candidates. Um, but, I mean, it's not, it's not out of the question. You could, you could add something to the league. Um, I mean, just with, with Iowa State and Kansas. Um, Iowa State's a, a solid uh, going to all around, um, athletic program. Mm-hmm. Um, we mentioned Kansas, uh, that's that the, the <laughs> easily be the worst team in the big 10 in during football season. If you're and, Rutgers, you want Kansas to join the big yes, 10. <laughs> you do. You do. Um, uh, <laughs> uh, another, uh, another interesting thing. And this, this opens the door to a whole other conference and I, and I will uh, maybe address this next. Um, uh, the, the University of Pittsburgh is an AAU school. Uh, the uh, Penn State folks would not be happy about that addition, but um, if for some reason, like say the SEC turns its attention after after getting this one done, if the SEC turns its attention to Clemson, Florida State, Miami, um. I would think any of those three, all three, would would, would jump. Um, or they, they would at least take a, a good 
good hard look at, at joining the SEC. Mm-hmm. Um, and then what happens with the ACC? Right. Uh, is, is Pitt looking for a new home? Um, North Carolina? I mean, there's, there's no way in hell North Carolina is ever going to leave the ACC on its own. Um, right. But they are an AAU school. Um, they would be a solid addition in football, solid, solid to, to excellent addition in football, depending on the year. And, you know, like Kansas, um, that, that's, uh, you know, Kansas, uh, Kentucky and North Carolina, I would argue, are the, uh, the, the three sort of uh, legendary college basketball programs in the country. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, I, I don't know if that door opens at some point. Um, that's that's purely speculation, but um, you know those dominoes could fall. That's it, it, everything that I've read this week uh, says the SEC is not is not done with this with with adding these two schools. So um, there there could be more. Uh, I, I don't I don't see them poachings from the Big Ten uh, because the Big Ten. Uh, the Big Ten probably won't be making more money than the SEC after this is done. But for right now, the Big Ten makes more money than any other conference in the in the country, mm-hmm. um, and that's a that's going to always be an attractive thing for for the for the member schools. Um, outside of academic standards, if you had to uh, pick a, what your wish list, okay, we're not we're not worried about about accreditation or any of that stuff. Um, you're welcome to apply, uh, whether it's if you want a geographic model, and, and I'm guessing you do because mm-hmm. you, you sort of mentioned that, or if you want to go like full on super conference, what, what would your what would your dream uh, Big Ten expansion plan look like? That's a, wow, that's a good question. Um... <laughs> I like, I mean, if I like the idea of poaching some of the Northern schools of the big 12, mm-hmm. I, I, I think that's, I think that's viable. And I think they would be a good fit culture wise in yep. the conference. Um, so my top, my top two in would be Iowa state and West Virginia. I think they feel like natural fits yeah, they do. In, into the program. Um, I hadn't thought about the pit situation, but you're right. Mm-hmm. Um, if if the SEC decides to try to poach some of the Southern ACC schools, yep. um, I think that's I think that's an interesting um, that would be an interesting addition. Would add a couple more rivalries, and and if you could add Pitt and West Virginia, you'd get the backyard brawl back, oh, which yeah, would actually make a lot of people really happy. It would, it would. Um, and so so that would be intriguing. And then you have to have one more team to make it an even. So who would that be? Um, Gosh, it it, it 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 feels like a random addition here, but if the ACC starts to try to figure out, okay, we're going to do something different, mm-hmm. um, not necessarily a, a big addition for football, mm-hmm. but a big addition otherwise, Syracuse is intriguing. Uh, yeah, and I've read that, I've heard that come up um, uh, in a couple different instances. And, and, I, and I know... Um, when we were looking at the, 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 the previous round of, of, um, of realignment stuff that the Syracuse came up as a possibility for, uh, for the big 10, um, geographically it fits. Uh, Mm -hmm. so yeah, then that's, that's a possibility. 
and we have, and then, and then the Big Ten would have all the major journalism schools because <laughs> you'd have Northwestern, Missouri, and Syracuse. Oh, they am smart people. Um, <laughs> Which would be kind of funny. I don't know. I, I've seen a lot of people talk about TCU, and I, I think culture-wise, they would be a good fit. But again, that goes against my geographic kind mm. of idea of I would, I would hate to have one outlier like that. Okay. You know, okay. like because nobody's gonna make that trip. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It, it, that's the uh, yeah that that is a real thing um i don't know i, I mean i i've i said um if i'm if i'm doing the by geographic footprint um certainly if we're doing like super conference uh you you look at north carolina um you 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 look at uh, just off the top of my head, Washington, Oregon, Stanford, UCLA, SC, uh, probably Cal, but I didn't, I didn't, I didn't notice them on the list. They're all a- AAU accredited. So you could do something like that. One thing I did read uh, just today was interesting idea of, of some kind of uh, sort of like an, a Notre Dame deal with, um, with the ACC, there's there's an, a, an arrangement, an alignment between the Big Ten and the Pac-12 that doesn't involve an actual merger, right. but it involves um, you know not conference games, which, which sort of happen pretty frequently anyway, um, and, and you know maybe an extra postseason game. Um, Maybe that's that's an interesting thing. Um, well, and we need to throw that out that that was actually first that was actually first reported by our friend Braden Gall, um, who's been on okay, on okay. Wolapalooza. He he had that on Twitter first on on Monday. Nice. Um, and it hasn't gotten a lot of traction, which is interesting because mm-hmm. I do think that's an interesting solution here um, to set up kind of you know it's kind of like the ACC Big Ten challenge in basketball. We're yeah. kind of setting the same yeah. thing up with the Pac-12 here, um, potentially in football, and that kind of arrangement I can get on board with. Okay. Okay. Um, I, I think those, I, and, and it's mutually beneficial, right? Mm-hmm. Um, because mm-hmm. the, the Pac-12 wants games that aren't in the middle, you know, we didn't, AJ doesn't have a segment called Pac-12 after dark for, for a reason, right? Like, you know, the, pro- <laughs> right. the problem is, is that Pac-12 plays, at, you know, plays so freaking late at night that nobody yes. sees it. So, so that partnership is mutually beneficial for the Big Ten and the Pac-12. Mm-hmm. Um, and I hope that deal gets done. Um, so yeah, there's a lot of okay. different ways you could pursue. It. Stanford would be a great addition to the Big Ten. We both know that. Um, oh yeah. But but I hate again. I hate the the geographic separation. Mm-hmm. Okay. So my my if I'm where we were 14 teams now is that right? Yes. Um, if we wanted to get up to 20, this would be my. I I, I think it would be. Uh, workable. It would add rivalries. It would add a, a ton of interest, um, and would still, albeit sort of far flung, but still would be a contiguous. It'd be like how Pennsylvania was gerrymandered prior to the, the in the last sentence. You'd have these like skinny things creeping all over the country. Um, you, you, uh, Iowa State, Kansas, and Oklahoma State hmm. from the Big Twelve. Um, and Oklahoma State would be a great addition, uh, you know, basketball, football, um, other sports. Uh, that's they're they're kind of the the big school left in, in the Big Twelve, I, I guess. Um, Probably the biggest all around school. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and then on our side of the country, I already mentioned Pitt, uh, in spite of the fact that would that would make Penn State crazy. Um, you mentioned WVU, and I agree. That's they. 
I, 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 I don't know how they didn't end up in the Big Ten, actually. Probably it's, accreditation. It's, it's, it is. It is because of the accreditation thing. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, because we're not, we're, we're not dealing with accreditation in this question, uh, Cincinnati. Yeah, that's a good, good pick. Uh, and that would, that would not make Ohio State happy. Um, but, man, but an in-state rivalry would be fun. Um, in-state rivalry would, would be huge for both schools. Mm-hmm. Um, I, 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 that would, that would be a really cool thing to see. And then if we're not, if we're not worried so much about geography, that's when you can get into fun stuff. Like, you know, do you add North Carolina? If the, the ACC starts uh, getting picked apart, um, do, you, do you grab a UCF? Which yeah. looks like it's going to be a, 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 a powerful program for quite a while. Um, you know, do, do you try to snag a couple schools from, from the Pac-12? Colorado would still be contiguous, by the way. Right. And, and, is, and is an AAU school. Um, so I, that's, that's, it, it's, fun, it's a fun thing to think about. It's a fun thing to, to, to kind of to dig into and think about the possibilities. Um, they would be interesting matchups for sure. Yeah. Uh, you know, to, to see an OSU on OSU, uh, you know, match up every few years would be kind of cool. Yeah. But you know, it'd be even cooler if Notre Dame was in the big 10 <laughs> and, and there, there are, I mean, that's, that is still, uh, of, of the schools that are ostensibly available. That's still the big price. Right. Right. Yeah, pretty much of what's left. It's it's what what Notre Dame does. Um, and I still uh, my my gut still tells me after what they did last year in essentially joining the ACC, if the ACC ACC remains a viable conference, mm-hmm. um, I would anticipate that Notre Dame would be more likely to go ACC. I, I would I would agree. Um, I would agree. Unfortunately, um, you're right. They would be a heck of an addition to to mm-hmm. the to the Big Ten. Um, yeah, and they're, and they're and they're. I didn't realize this until I was reading about it the other day. Their uh, Olympic sports, uh, non-revenue sports, are locked into the ACC until like the, the mid twenty thirties. I mean, it's yeah. a, a ridiculous period of time. Uh, and now, at, at, as we all know, um, mon- money can fix that pretty quickly. But that, <laughs> and contracts that, apparently don't matter. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, could would. I, if the ACC gets picked apart, however, right, would, would that would, would that force Notre Dame's hand and and finally joining the the you know the damn Midwest Conference like they should? Well, I, I think there's two things that might force Notre Dame's hand. One is if the ACC dissolves or starts yeah. dissolving um, mm-hmm. and and isn't as desirable as it is right now. And the other thing is something else we're going to talk about here a little bit later, and that's the the implicate the playoff implications if we go to a 12 team playoff. Because if you read the fine print there. Mm-hmm. Um, with the way that independent, the way that that proposal has been written, independent football programs can be ranked no higher than fifth, mm-hmm. um, which means that they would not Notre Dame would never be guaranteed a first round buy in this new mm-hmm. playoff system. And is that a play to make some of these independent programs um, stop being independent? Once they okay. figure out they've got to play the extra game if they make the playoff, even if they're ranked number one in the country, they mm-hmm. can only be ranked fifth hmm. in I the playoff. Um, the way that the, the way the proposal is going through right now and, and the viability study just started. So, um, so that's intriguing. Um, mm-hmm. if, if the playoff goes through that way, you got to think Notre Dame is going to think a little bit. 
mm-hmm. about do we want that added game? Do we want that added pressure? Or do we just not care because we feel like we can beat whoever we would play in the first round? That that's a, that's a really interesting question. Um, that is, and I, I was not aware that uh, what uh, that meant for the uh, for the uh, independent schools, the few of them that are left. Um, the Notre Dame thing is just is is uh, you know half of me uh, is like hell with those guys. You know they they've. Yeah. Uh, part of me, uh, part of me wants to blame Michigan because Notre Dame wanted to be a member of the Western Conference in the early part of the 20th century, and and Fielding Yost kept saying no. I mean, basically, uh, Michigan kept them out of uh, what became the Big Ten, um, and that's also irritating. <laughs> yeah. um, I, I mean, it it makes so much sense. The, the rivalry that they have with Michigan, uh, mm-hmm. with, with Purdue, um, with Michigan State, uh, just the, you know, and the, you know, then they're next door to to Ohio and, and Illinois, um, and, and uh, you know, who who wouldn't want to see, um, you know, the a Notre Dame Ohio State matchup every every few years, right? Uh, I I mean I I. They're the only program at this point that that can afford to 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 sit and wait, um, yeah. Because they they have TV money and they have uh, a bazillion boosters and you uh, who are going to follow them wherever. So, um, and the and the option we didn't even talk about is what happens if the Pac-12 decides to do a grab here too, um, mm-hmm. you know because. Let's be honest. They could use one um, yeah, to, to try true. to help move a little bit further east. And and you think about the way that geographically where they could go. TCU in the Pac-12 South, that would be a trip. Um, <laughs> I, really, it's, like AJ AJ would be in favor of that. I'm I'm just going to go ahead and say AJ. Would it would be yes. awesome. A, TCU in the Pac-12 South would be absolutely amazing. And you know who would be also be really interesting in the Pac-12 hmm. is Oklahoma State. Yeah. Yes. Absolutely. That that the way they run that offense mm-hmm. um, would fit really well in, in the way that the Pac-12 kind of runs. So there's a million and one options here, and I think it's it's going to be really interesting to see how this all shakes out. <laughs> um, I, I think we have a couple of years. I don't think there's there's any way in hell that it's going to take until 2025 before oh, no. before uh, Oklahoma and Texas are playing in the um, in the SEC. Uh, I, I think Oklahoma can will be competitive competitive. Uh, right off the bat, um, although you know, ask, your, ask yourself, would we rather lose to Alabama in the regular season or in the playoff? Um, and you know, they they've made their road to the to the playoff tougher. Um, yeah, Texas, uh, Texas is in kind of a Michigan situation right now, um, in that it is. Uh, you know, one of the absolutely biggest names in college football that that hasn't been playing up to that reputation recently, um, and I, they're they're going to struggle uh, when when they when they get into the SEC for the first time. Yeah. I, I don't think there's any doubt about it. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I think um, all the complaints we've had about Oklahoma's defense all these mm-hmm. years going to mm-hmm. get real exposed real fast. <laughs> yes. Um <laughs> in the SEC and uh and the same thing with Texas. I, I Texas's defense is better. Mm-hmm. Um and and I think it'll do okay, but 
it, it's, Texas isn't consistent enough, mm-hmm. regardless mm-hmm. of which division these two teams end up in, in the SEC. Um, because that'll be an interesting to see how they do all that yeah. realignment. Yeah. Um, I, I think it's going to take Texas a little bit and, 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 and to, to, to steal a line from when we both listened to the, to fringe element today, mm-hmm. um, from 440 sports, like how mad is Steve Sarkeesian? <laughs> <laughs> he just got he just got hired. He did what? <laughs> yeah, he just got hired away from the SEC to go, yeah. you know, to go play in the in the Big Big Twelve, which looks like a, a really good move. And now all of a sudden, he, you have to coach against Saban every year. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, that's he's he's um he's got to be on the phone. He's like, I I, I need that that bonus we discussed. I'm going to need that now. Need <laughs> yeah, and more. Um. That uh, we we spent a lot of time on on uh, on on realignment and what might happen. Um, obviously, in the short term, we're we are you know ninety nine point nine percent sure that uh, those two guys will get um, invitations to the SEC this week, um, and then we'll see what happens after that. Uh, the other one of the other big things uh, that that has happened in the off season is uh, bang a discussion of playoff expansion. Um, I, I don't have a whole lot to say about this other than yes, that would be please let's do this. Um, I'm an Ohio State fan, as as you guys are aware, and the playoff is dull. It yeah. I didn't I I was so excited when this started, and it didn't hurt that Ohio State won the first the first one, but um, you know it's going to be it's going to be Alabama, it's 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 going to be Clemson. Um, it's probably going to be Ohio State most years. Um, it's probably going to be Oklahoma. I don't have the number in front of me, but those four schools have made up um, well over half of the uh, of the uh, playoff participants since it started. Right. Um, and, and it's just not. It's not what I was hoping for. Um, in in an expanded playoff field. Uh, but, you know, and I think 12 teams is, is sort of what we're, we're, we're sort of settled on right now. Um, it, it's, is going to make that better. Um, what, what, what do you think about just the idea and, and uh, where we should go from here? This was another one of those. I was kind of surprised that it actually kind of gained some traction. Um, but now knowing what we know about Texas and Oklahoma, maybe, huh, that's why it was gaining some traction. <laughs> right. <Yeah>. Um, <laughs> but I do like the idea, the way they've set this up where, the six conference champions or mm-hmm. the six highest rated conference champions get a spot. There are no automatic qualifiers, which means that if you have a group of five teams, conference champions mm-hmm. that rank higher than power five conference champions, they would get the nods. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, point case in point, I think it was CBS sports. I was reading today that said that had this playoff format been in, in place in 2020, both Cincinnati and coastal Carolina would have made the playoff because they were both ranked higher than Oregon. Mm -hmm. Um, I like that. Mm -hmm. Um, And then the other six are automatic or um, uh, at large. And, and since there are no guarantees, I like that. And then, you know, the first round buys are the the top four seeds. Mm -hmm. And then the first round games are played at the home sites of teams five through eight. I like everything about that. The only thing that I wish is that there was a little bit more of a guarantee of um group of five teams mm-hmm. because right now the way it's set up it's still possible that yeah we're gonna we're gonna get we're gonna be guaranteed to get one group of five team in because it's six conference champions and there's only five right. power conferences but there's still the possibility you might only get one group of five team in mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. i would have loved that to i would have loved for that to have been two okay 
um, so that you'd have at least two group of five teams in with 10 from the power conferences. I would have liked to have seen a little bit more kind of parity in that regard, because mm-hmm. I think we might get bored with this again very quickly mm-hmm. if we're not getting some of these smaller guys in. Um, cool. What if, what if there's, um if there's like a, uh, I don't want to say poison pill, but what if there's like a, a limit on how many schools and, and again, I'm, I'm, we're, we all know who I'm talking about here. What if there's a limit on how many schools a given conference can have in the playoff? It would be just like the Olympics, right? We're recording this while the Olympics are going on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like you're ta- you can only send two from each country to the to the gymnastics all around. Um, yeah, something like something like that, or guarantee that you know you're already guaranteeing that one at least one p- group of five teams is going to get in because of the six conference champions. Maybe you you have to guarantee that one of the at large bids goes to the next highest ranked. Okay. Um, or something or something like that. Or yeah, like you're saying, you can only send so many from a conference. Like, I don't think we're that far off from Mm -hmm. this being really interesting, but I was just a little disappointed that I'm not sure it's going to solve what a lot of people were talking about. Um, unless you have teams like we had last year in Cincinnati and coastal that, you know, were legit good teams and, um, and, and would have gotten in anyway. That's, I mean, that's the, the overarching thing for me is that, um, you look at Cincinnati, you look at UCF and their, and their national title, I'm, I'm using air quotes, uh, the national title season from a few years ago. Um, they are correct in saying that they deserve a shot. Yeah. Period. Uh, it, it's, you know, you, you can look at strength at schedule and, you know, who are they playing and, and, and all of that stuff. And, and that's, that's, those are legitimate questions to ask. But man, if you go, if you get through the regular season in college football undefeated, um, you, you deserve a look. Uh, if you're undefeated and you're a conference champion, you, there's got to be a way to get you in to those games. Um, and, and, you know, if you get your butt kicked, that okay, that's fine. But, but you, you got your shot. And if you don't get your butt kicked, um, you know, uh, 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 Boise State in Oklahoma, however many years ago that was. Right. Um, you know, then, then you, you move on and you, and you get another chance to play another one of the big boys. And that's, that would be such an awesome thing to see unless it was my team that lost. But <laughs> um, that's, I mean, that's, I, I'm, I'm less concerned about the details at that point, at this point, because that's, that's still stuff that's going to be worked out. I'm just, I'm just like, please, let's, we, we got to do this. We got to do this. Yeah. The, the, the playoff is a, is, was a huge step in the right direction. Um, but the 14 thing has not solved. Um, I don't want to say solved it. It, it perhaps uh, I, I feel more confident in saying that the winner of the playoff is the national champion than, than I did with the BCS or, or polls or anything else that existed before that. But I, I, I it, it, it almost created it, it, its own set of problems. Um, yeah. And it would be cool to, to, spread this out when it I, and, and, I, and I think it will happen it's when when we spread this out and give more opportunities to more schools um as long as we're not like get six sec teams which which could, could happen. happen which could happen right. um that's that's what i'm in favor of um the last the last big thing that we're going to talk about this does have the potential for for a, a little existential dread but not Maybe not a ton, but but some, um, especially if you're if you are 
a, a person who is concerned with the ideal of college football. Um, however, however naive that that belief may be. Um, and I just kind of, I kind of combine these two because I think they go hand in hand. Uh, name and likeness and the new much, much looser transfer rules. Um, part, yeah, and, and part of which were brought on by, by COVID and you didn't know what your program was doing. But basically now anyone can gets one free transfer without having to sit out uh, without concern for, you know, inter interconference. Um, uh, one double A guys can transfer up. One A guys can transfer down. Um, it's the wild, wild west. Dogs and cats living together. Um, but I, I, the potential, I think, for that rule in tandem with name image, image likeness, which essentially gives athletes the ability to make money from their name, their image, and their likeness, hence the name. <laughs> um, I, I think those two really go hand in hand, right? Or they could. Yeah. Yeah, in, in, in certain circumstances, yes. Um, I They're both really intriguing developments. And, and I think a lot was made with, with the name image likeness stuff. I, I There was a big hubbub when that went into to play, right, in that first week. And they were mm -hmm. like, here are all these college, you know, college football players that are getting little endorsement deals from local restaurants and those kinds yeah. of things. And yeah, yeah that's great. Um, where I think name image likeness plays a bigger factor. And I, I wish I could remember who said this um, so I could attribute it, but um, it's less in football. Then it, it's going to have a bigger impact on this, on, on, on the sports that aren't football and basketball. It's going to really have an impact on, on, on athletes that are playing Olympic sports, mm -hmm. right? Um, who are also musicians. This mm -hmm. is just this was the hypothetical that was thrown out. Okay. Um, and who couldn't go play a gig on the weekends and get paid for it. Um. Right now they can get paid okay. for it. Yeah, 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 yeah. And yeah. that's and that's big for some of these kids that, you know, they're not getting the football stipend. Mm -hmm. Yes, they're getting a scholarship, but they're not getting that same kind of. Yeah. stipend that you're going to yeah. get from some of the larger sports and that's really where name image likeness is really going to kind of take hold is in these smaller sports where these kids can go do the stuff that's related to their academics or their passions or stuff outside of sports that mm -hmm. they can now be treated just like any other college student that they couldn't do before um i i think that's i think that's the the piece of nil that that everyone's kind of that hasn't been talked about a lot and i think that's a really good thing will we see kids yeah. transfer um to get better endorsement deals? I don't know. Um, will, they transfer, <laughs> will they transfer to schools that have more exposure? Um, will they transfer to schools where at least the perception is, um, you know, Columbus, uh, Columbus has a, an NHL hockey team, but it doesn't really have serious competition during football for anything but Ohio state. Um, you know, do you go there because you can sell more t-shirts or get them better investment deals? But do you see playing time, right? Because that goes yeah. hand in hand, sure. Sure. you know? So do you, do you, you know, if you're playing at UCF and you decide to transfer to Miami because Miami's got the bigger TV market, the bigger conference, mm -hmm. but you're sitting the bench, mm -hmm. does NIL matter at that point? Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. You know, like it's, there's, there's a lot to figure out here. And, 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 and the way that this rolled out so quickly that like conferences and, and, and schools are still trying to figure all this out. Well, yeah. Yeah. Um, this is, this is, I mean, 
everyone basically, uh, most states, maybe except for three, have adopted laws already. Um, and they're all like end of June, uh, first of July. So yeah. this is this is weeks old. That's, right. that's how new it is. And there's no consistency, which is always fun too. Um, in the way that they're, because why, why be consistent about anything? It's, <laughs> it's the wild, wild west. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. I, I don't know if we're going to see a huge, I, I think NIL plays, plays a role. I don't think it's going to play as big of a role as everybody was afraid okay. that it was going to. Okay. Um, I think the transfer rule actually is a little bit of a bigger deal. Okay. Um, to not have to sit out that year to mm -hmm. not have to be enrolling in a graduate program, right. Mm -hmm. To be a grad transfer, um, to have the ability to, to sign with a school, go to a school, realize that you don't fit there, um, not have to lose a year of eligibility, be able to just transfer to another school when you realize that, hey, this isn't, I, I made the wrong choice. Mm -hmm. um, that's a bigger deal. Okay. Um, and the fact that essentially it opens up recruiting um, mm -hmm. to students that are already on other sidelines. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I, I think that has the potential to be a real a real game changer. And, and where you're going to see these two things kind of come together. There's a story that I don't think it broke today because I think I think I saw it earlier. Um, it actually impacts your Buckeyes mm -hmm. um, with name, image, likeness. Uh, did you see the uh, story about Quinn Quinn Ewers from no, Texas? I did not. Um, so Quinn Ewers from from South Lake Carroll. Um, mm -hmm. He's the top rated recruit in the 2022 class. Um, co verbally committed to to Ohio State. Mm -hmm. um, has said, and again, it wasn't today, but it's it's in not so distant past yeah. um has said that he is considering foregoing his senior season of high school and enrolling early at ohio state he has enough credits he can graduate from high school early he's going to graduate early enroll in ohio state early simply so that he can cash in on nil yes i'm wait i'm sorry that's not what i'm supposed to <laughs> because he's not allowed to cash that's... in on nil in texas um because of the that's... way the state law is written so <sighs> i think we're going to see more of that Mm -hmm. okay then okay. we are some of this other stuff so so yeah some things are changing um mm -hmm. i think i think the transfer rule is going to have a bigger impact kind of in like actual gameplay but it changes nil changes the recruiting game if you're mm -hmm. one of those top 50 prospects and here's and i just and i did i read this on espn uh earlier this week and i, I don't remember the dude's name uh he is an mma combatant what are they called i don't know what they're called um he runs uh gyms in miami and south florida he is a huge fan of the u and he is already offering 500 monthly paychecks to any hurricanes players who endorses gyms hmm. this is open offer um he is also offered to make donations to South Florida businesses, um, which will then take that money and pay Hurricanes football players um, who endorse those businesses. You know, so you know the, the the pizza joint down the down the street from where you grew up, and it's like, yeah, I've I've been eating this pizza for you know my entire life. Um, I am a Miami Hurricane football player. I endorse this pizza. Um, so this MMA guy is giving money to the pizza joint and the pizza joint is going to give money to the player. Um, doesn't, didn't sound like there were strings about how much playing time you got. Mm -hmm. um, that's, 
I, I, I got to think that's the scenario that the NCAA really, really doesn't want to see. Yeah. Um, and I'm, I'm, I'm picking on Miami and I know it, that, that that's, it's going to happen everywhere. Um, it's going to yeah. happen at, at it's going to happen at my favorite school. It's going to happen at your favorite school. Um, mm-hmm. it, it's, it's going to happen. You know what, what the NCAA was envisioning. And I, and I, I'm glad you brought the thing up about the, uh, about the non-revenue sports. Um, that's that's how it should work right because you know for too long scholarship athletes have had their hands tied um just being able to do stuff that normal college students can do um and and this gives them an opportunity to sort of get break out of that and that's awesome um but i and i do think uh nil in in tandem with the transfer rules you know if it if a kid is being recruited kid lives in florida and he's being recruited by the big by the big three down there mm-hmm. um and he knows if, if he shows up miami and and endorses the local subway that he's going to get 500 dollars from this guy and more money from the subway from that guy who's to say why why not right. why not um i i think that that's something that could be an issue at some point and it's it's so hard to see because we don't uh, because like you said this is this is literally weeks old um so there there are so many possibilities and probably a ton that no one has even considered certainly uh, not not you or, or me um but that has realignment's kind of interesting to talk about and and sort of fun to fantasize about um and it's, I'm not sure that it's good for college football, but you know, as a fan and you want, you want to see these rivalry games and you, and you, and you, and, and that aspect of it is fun. Looking at this has a potential, I think, to change the game in, in a way that's really, really not good. Um, mm-hmm. And, and maybe I'm, again, I, I mentioned um, my naivete earlier in the show and, and maybe I'm, I'm hanging on to an ideal that doesn't even exist any longer, but um I don't know. I don't know. It, it's, yeah. it's, it is, it's there and it is a real thing and it's, we're going to see how it works. Well, right? and it's interesting, a couple quick notes that yeah. I wish I would have, I wish I would have looked at the quote a little bit more closely, closely, but Ed Orgeron said something about this today in a, in a booster dinner. Hmm. Okay. Um, something about the idea of um, paying players legally now. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. And it was just, yeah. it was, it was, it was essentially Edo just kind of running his mouth. Like he, t- like he tends to do when, you know, he, he talks faster than he thinks yeah, a lot because yeah. he's been known to do. Um, and he, and and he that, hopes that, hope, hopes that, you know, especially people from the North only understand like half of what is coming. Out of his he mouth says, anyway. Yeah. Like I, would you, Ed, what? <laughs> what do you say? Um, this is where we need AJ to do his, his impression. Uh, of perfect. That. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Um, so that's, so that's interesting. And that ties into kind of what you were talking about um, mm-hmm. with, you know, potential situations like, the hypothetical in Miami. Mm-hmm. Um, also worth interest that, that was interesting is that this opened a can of worms with, you know, somebody like Reggie Bush who petitioned to get his Heisman back. Um, right. And that went down and that ruling came down today that this new NIL ruling will not be retroactive. Right. Right. So he, and he how just, is that fair? Reggie just got to go buy his, his own trophy. I mean, he can afford it. It's fine. <laughs> he can afford it. So it's just, it's just really all very, very, Interesting. I think <laughs> Eric Adelson tweeted earlier today, kind of ties all this up. He's like, mm. 
not necessarily name image likeness and, and transfer, but just kind of like the way that the expansion's kind of, you know, taken over everybody's timelines if you're not tweeting about the Olympics at this point. Um, was, has anybody come up with the idea of, of lumping all of the major college football programs into, into two conferences and calling them the American and the national and having the winners of each cha- of each conference play each other for a national title to the ball (laughs) game that hey why not (laughs) has that ever been thought of before i don't i don't know that's it's an interesting it's an interesting concept hmm hmm um don't do it don't do it college sports please don't do it i i i I, I just i i need to accept it um in in 10 years this is college football is going to look way different um, than, than it has for, for most of my life. Um, And, and, and that's, uh, that's okay. I I think, I I think it's for the most part, this is a, a, a pretty resilient sport. um, And, and we're going to, we're, we're going to be able to enjoy it for a long time. Um, I I, want to point out one more thing uh, before we wrap up. Um, If you're watching, you can see, I'm not wearing Ohio State stuff. I'm wearing Ohio University stuff. Um, and I'm doing that because not terribly long ago, I, I guess it's not a huge surprise, but just to hear the initial thing is kind of like, ah, really? Um, Frank Solich wrapped up a, a head coaching career that that spanned decades uh, at, his, uh, at his alma mater in, in Nebraska. Um, and at my alma mater, um, and he was a head coach at my alma mater longer than he was a, a head coach at his alma mater. Yep. Um, he retired. And that's, I, I'm, I, I want to hear what you, you have to think about Frank. Um, and I, I certainly have thoughts, uh, <laughs> about what he did for my university. Um, but what was your reaction when you heard? Um, having, having no, um, affinity or fan i mean obviously i have an affinity for maction and i can't believe that we've gone this long in the show and this is the first time we've said maction um <laughs> no one no one's talking about breaking up the mac i don't understand why that is because it's a good conference the yes. way it is yes. and 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 that's part of my my thinking here is the fact that that maction will not be the same without frank solich on the sideline um I, it, he just brings this he brought this gravitas right to mm-hmm. every game that he coached in um and a level of respect um just a really good football mind, but yet somebody that felt really approachable and, you know, that yeah. I, you never heard anybody say anything bad about him. Um, he just one of those like all around good guys. And then, you know, to hear you retired and then to hear it might be possibly a little bit medical related yeah. and, yeah. and, you know, we hope everything is okay there, but, um, but yeah, I was sad. And I, and, and like I said, I'm not, I'm not an Ohio fan. I have no reason to root for Ohio, but it's just not going to be the same. Like, you know, my lingering memory of Frank Solich will be get him getting doused with French fries, right? <laughs> <laughs> at, the, those, at the Those images were so good. They were I so mean, good. So perfect. And he is a, he was a cranky old guy. Um, and he loved it. Uh, and, you yeah. know, getting a, getting a, a big Gatorade jug of French fries dumped on his head and players are actually picking fries up off of, off of his shirt. Eating um, and eating them he ate a couple too if he i did. remember he that did. correctly he, he was did. walking across the field and he ate a couple and like it's just not gonna be the same he I, I, it was such a surprise when when he was named the coach at ou um 
he, he was on Tom Osborne's staff uh, forever. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and was running backs coach for, for a long time. And, you know, if you, you know, remember Tom Osborne's years and the tailbacks that Nebraska had, uh, holy crap, you yeah. know, uh, Frank did an amazing coaching job just at that level. Um, he was appointed by Osborne to be the next head coach, um, kind of a, you know, Urban Meyer, Ryan Day situation, um, and did well. Uh, I want to say played for a national championship uh, at least once. Um, but he had a, he had a seven and seven season, uh, not terribly long into his, his head coaching career at his alma mater and, and was unceremoniously shown the door by, uh, by, um, former Pitt AD Steve Peterson. And that's an interesting thing. And I'm going to, we're going to, here's why, here's why, um, after taking a year off, he was hired in Athens. Um, and, and the, the program in Athens, <laughs> When I was in school, uh, it's not an exaggeration to say we went for the first half, we watched the marching 110 at halftime, and then we left. Um, my father my father wanted to send a letter to the athletic department um, asking for free tickets because the only games that OU won um, my, in my pre-Army days were the ones that they came down to Athens to watch, <laughs> which is one, one per season. Um, when Frank was hired, uh, they did as OU often does. You know, you're you're a, a mid-major football school, so you're going to play some games on the road. His first home game in 2005, um, nationally televised night game against Pitt. I don't, I don't, I don't know who. Uh, Frank had to kill or what dirt he had to get a game to get Pitt to come to Athens, Ohio. Um, but that was, that was his first home game. Uh, OU was on TV a lot because he was there. Uh, and, and, and OU beat Pitt you know, on national television. We had been to the Ohio State game earlier that day and came home and everybody, everybody got sucked into this game. I just, you know, both of my parents, my mom was like, eh, I just didn't care about OU football. Um, but my wife and I and my dad, and we're just going nuts. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, then I got them getting text messages from my, my friends who are Pitt fans or Pitt grads um, at the end of the game. Congratulations. What Frank did, um, I, I never want to make a really super big deal about, uh, about football versus everything else in university but there's no denying that football is a a huge part of any university's identity yeah if we're in the division one um and ohio university football had been such a joke for so long and there is absolutely no question that um when frank solis turned that program around uh and he won like four division titles he goes to bowl games most years um that changed the the feeling of uh every it changed the feeling on campus changed the feeling in athens changed the feeling for alumni um you know you're suddenly you have this uh you have this football program that out of nowhere um was is is suddenly kind of a big deal at least in comparison to who it had been um and and he is he's absolutely a miracle worker because he I, i called him a cranky old guy 
Um, but he was able to relate to the players that he had, um, even as an old school player, old school coach. And mm. I can't, uh, there is no way to thank him enough for what he did for, for Ohio University football, what he did for Ohio University. Um, uh, and I, I can't remember the guy's name. He's been uh, Frank's uh, offensive coordinator in, in Athens, uh, basically since Frank got there. We'll be taking over the program. Um, we're in good hands, I, I feel. Um, but man, Frank, I enjoy your retirement and thank you for everything. Um, that is, that's the kind of stuff that, that makes college football awesome. And regardless of what happens, you know, if, if Ohio State ends up playing in the Pac-12, or, you know, if, if, I, can, if I can buy t-shirts with, with every single high school recruit that Ohio State has coming in on a given season, whatever. Um, awesome stuff like that is why, is why I will always love college football. And I, I'm sure you've got to do it the same way, right? Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. I, you're absolutely right. It changes the the culture of a campus. You know, my first two years at Robert Morris were in the the peak of the Joe Walton era, mm-hmm. um, where that was back when there was um, still one double A non scholarship. Remember that level? Uh, yes. Um, and that's yes. and that's where where Robert Morris played. And um, you know, there's just a handful of there's one little ranking right that, mm-hmm. that everybody went by and so we essentially based on that little ranking won two national championships at that little <laughs> tiny division nice. um but i mean yeah it changes and we didn't even have a stadium on campus at that point that was before right. the before walton stadium was built um and so we played at moon high school of all places i was just, I was just gonna ask i mean it's it's right there that makes right. sense yeah so we played at moon high school but yeah talk about like no fans in the stands or anything and but I mean, it changed. Like we, we all walking around wearing national championship T-shirts. Like, <laughs> that's why awesome. not? Yes, absolutely. You know, so and it fun. does. It changes the whole atmosphere around. You know, and same thing with you think about NCAA tournament berths, right? And mm-hmm. what that did for for a small school like Robert Morris Ooh, to, yeah. to make the yeah, NCAA yeah. tournament and and uh, you know, beating Kentucky in the NIT Be- and beating Kentucky, man, that <laughs> game was so awesome. I missed that game by two years. I was there the first time they went to the to the NCAA tournament in that yeah. in that era. I was I was just finishing up grad school and I was sitting in the student section for that game. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was when we, we suddenly realized that we were too old to be sitting in the student section because we realized that everybody <laughs> behind us was getting ready to storm the court. And we were like, we better get our stuff together because we're not going to have a choice. We're going. Collect all your things. Because when the crowd comes, we're going. But but yeah, those those are the good moments, and especially in the smaller schools like that. And yeah. and yeah. Frank obviously did that at, at Ohio. And, um, you know, Joe, Joe Walton did that at Robert Morris. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, every school can probably name one coach in one sport that did something like that for the sure, university. Sure. And that's, it's, it's a big deal. Mm-hmm, it's mm-hmm. a big deal. It was a, it was a, a very big deal in Athens. Um, and, uh, and I, as I said, I can't, I can't uh, thank Frank enough. Um, there's a t-shirt I need. Thanks, Frank. I think that would be, hmm. hmm. We never did our, we have no idea t-shirts last year. Um, we have no idea. I don't know how that happened. I yeah, I don't know how that happened either. So maybe we need a thanks, Frank. Okay, I'm gonna work on that. CNC, CNC show here. You can work um, on that because I'm gonna be on maternity leave. Right. Um, but I, I don't think Baby Fox would be here by the time we actually start the season shows. Right. Um, and and I hope at least I hope list, not. 
<laughs> well, yeah, that would, uh, <laughs> um, I, I hope Carla, I, I hope you'll be able to be with us like for a month, maybe that would be yeah, cool. That's what we're aiming for. We'll, we'll yeah. be around for the beginning and, and try to get, um, first couple weeks under our belt, a preview show in a couple, first couple weeks. And then, yeah. uh, yeah. then we'll see how it all plays out. And so then we will see how it all plays out. Um, I'm looking forward to another, um, full, I'm looking forward to a full college football season. Mm-hmm. That will be nice. Um, I'm hopefully looking forward to one that is not going to have cancellations and, and no Michigan game and, and none of that nastiness from last year. Yep. Um, and, you know, if we can find it, in it as the, everything changes, if we can find some awesome, like we found with Frank Solich uh, or Joe Walton, um, all the better. That's, that, that's why, that is why we are here. That's why we've been doing this for 10 years. Can you? 10 <laughs> Ten years, ten, ten years. years. Carly, you have your, your glass up there. I do. Uh, My, uh, your glass, and that's fine. That's just, it's what you can do. No worries. What I can do. <laughs> no worries. Um, after I'm going to send you a bottle of tequila after after Baby Fox shows I, up. I have a bottle of champagne chilling in the fridge. No joke. Nice, <laughs> nice guys. We really appreciate you joining us in the uh, the dead of summer. We hope you've enjoyed us talking way too long about <laughs> about off season stuff. Um, and we hope you come back uh, the week before the season starts because it's the season and we will be ready. I'm ready for college football now, but we will be so ready then. Carla? Yes. I hope you enjoy the next few months. I hope everything goes well. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> totally fair. But thank That's you. Yes. Totally, totally fair response. Guys, thank you for watching. We will talk to you again soon. Cheers, everyone. Cheers. Cheers.